This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys. Oh my goodness, I've not, it's not, it's not turned on. It's not turned on, hold on. We have power, there we go, lovely stuff. Just turn around and look behind me and the, uh, the TG sign wasn't on. Those that are listening on audio must be thinking what on earth is happening. Um, but uh, yes, need to make sure the power's on, otherwise... You know, the show won't be as good. That's that's how it works. Uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and uh, making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, I hope you've had a good start to your weeks. I know we've reached Wednesday, um, but, uh, you know, getting past Tuesday, as I've always said, is one of the most important things to do in your week. If you can get past Tuesday, you're free and clear. You're happy, you know, so indeed. Uh, Blackshine, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Rocky, to Jimbo, to Nate. Good morning to Justin, Carl, Kim, uh, Morgie, Johnny, Stephen, Maximia, Stevie, Carlton, Rich, Mr. E, PJ, uh, Guna, Jake, Red Star, Martin, Rob, uh, Penny, Ween, Louis, Emmanuel, James, Olawale, Dallin, Dellen? Dellen, that's the one. Uh, sorry, Dellen. Uh, good morning, uh, everybody joining us. It means the absolute world that you have done. Uh, I really appreciate all of you tuning in. And uh, yeah, hope that, uh, as I say before, that you are doing indeed good and well. Uh, let's not waste any time. Uh, we'll, as you, if you are indeed new to the show, we do this in in two separate parts. Part one, I run you through all the latest news in the last twenty four hours regarding Arsenal, and then in part two, we have a bit of a chat and talk through as many of your questions as we can. So, without further ado, let's do that. Um, let's go to uh, Arsenal's under twenty ones, uh, recording a very good uh, victory on penalties last night against Swindon. Uh, Arsenal are in the EFL trophy uh, you may remember a lot of the controversy around this competition because they've allowed uh premier league and i think even championship youth sides to enter uh the competition and arsenal's under 21s uh went to swindon who are undefeated i believe in uh league two uh, right now they drew five five you may remember with um uh, with Wrexham at the weekend. Well, Arsenal's under-21s went there and drew 2-2 um, and won on penalties. And 
you may be thinking, well, it's the group stage. Why is there penalties? Well, the way in which it works in the EFL Trophy is that if you end in a draw, you have a penalty shoot, and whoever wins the penalty shoot gets an extra point, uh, believe it or not. It's a very strange ruling system, but uh, that is how it works. So Arsenal gaining an extra point after a 2-2 draw and technically winning uh, the game on penalties. So really good to see uh, the lads do fantastically well there. Uh, Mika Bireth, however, not so good news. He's gone on loan to Motherwell this season and has suffered another injury. <laughs> I was spelled completely wrong. That's what happens when you make shows at uh, stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, but uh, he suffered another injury and he's going to be out for three whole months. Really, really disappointing. Um, really frustrating that this is this is happening and has happened to uh, Mika Bireth and that uh, he's going to be missing for a big part of the season. It just seems like he can't ever stay fit for long enough. He went on loan to RKC Valvite last season and was also injured uh, for a significant period of time. Arsenal signed him from Fulham and their youth side as well and uh, have sent him on loan ever since after doing really well with the under-21s when he initially joined. And he's having more issues with injuries now. So a little bit uh, like Tyrese John-Jules, you remember, uh, may remember, just constantly going on loan but constantly getting injured. And it seems Mika Bireth is sadly in the same kind of boat which is a real real frustration uh kiddo taylor hart is in talks according to luca bendoni uh of demazio uh with Estoril uh, over a potential permanent exit from the club taylor hart was considered one of the really highly rated youngsters in the group but has seen kind of minutes diminish and he's been overtaken in the pecking order by the likes of mario koja Dubri, ethan Waneri. um they've all been getting more minutes in the end than, than taylor hart and we've got a lot of really talented under 18 youngsters coming through like camera etc that again are going to make it very difficult for taylor hart to get regular game time he did spend time on loan last season with derby's under 21s but again couldn't really get too many minutes he went with billy vigar out to Derby and it, it just yeah it didn't really work for him so it seems that a permanent exit um is going to be happening um it's going to be going forwards and improved uh for his game time which is important for him because he is a talented player but sadly it's just not worked out for him at Arsenal uh, West Ham United have completed the signing of uh Konstantinos Mavropanos uh Sophie I hope that my pronunciation is okay uh it's definitely not <laughs> but um Mavropanos uh is uh is now going to be in the Premier League once again and uh, Arsenal have gained around two million pounds uh for the signing which is obviously a benefit because we had a sell-on clause involved in that deal than when we sold him to Stuttgart for about three odd million quid. It was not very much at all, but we did put a 20%, um, I think it was no, 10% sell-on clause uh, in that deal and he's moved for around 20 million pounds. So Arsenal have got about two million pounds from that deal. So extra little bit of money. Uh, fingers crossed uh, that we continue to make the money in the window because we do need to sell some players. And speaking of which, according to Alex Crook of TalkSport, uh, Brighton have switched their focus to Albert Sambi Lakonga. Uh, as a potential alternative, they've been trying to sign Lille midfielder Baleba and uh, it's not really been happening uh, for them. And then because of that, they have decided to to switch tactics. And now it looks like they're much more likely to... Uh, is it Baleba? I think it is. Um, uh, yes, uh, Carlos Baleba. Uh, they've been trying to agree uh, a deal. They've bid about 25 million euros plus add-ons. There's still no agreement between the clubs. Um, but Sambi Lakonga. Uh, is just uh, an alternative option at the moment uh, for them. I did a little bit of digging around this deal yesterday and I've been told to basically watch out for clubs in France between now and the end of the window. So uh, the, the deal with Burnley looks like it's 
not really working um and uh it's it's not going to happen in that sense that's kind of fallen away um but i've been told to keep an eye on uh french teams with laconga um particularly those uh maybe monaco uh, could be one to look to because obviously yusuf fana uh, could be leaving the club this summer and they may look to sign samuel laconga if indeed that does uh go through but i need to do some more digging around this story to see where laconga may turn up so let's wait and see uh and speaking of monaco uh they continue discussions with arsenal over the exit of balogun they are leading the race for balogun at this stage despite talk of um you know chelsea tottenham inter milan we've heard about as well of course whose interest has since disappeared monaco are said to be leading that race there are positive discussions that have taken place with arsenal um, and that the clubs are trying to come to an agreement over a potential price tag. I think if Arsenal can get as close to £40 million for Monaco as feasible possible, it's a really good deal for us. Um, I've not been able to have any kind of debate or discussion, which has made me believe otherwise. Um, but uh, certainly around what, what Monaco would pay for a striker, uh, what clubs on the continent would pay for a striker. And you think about how much El Yawahi and Lois Openda have moved for this summer. He's in that similar bracket. And so therefore that price of 35 to 40 million pounds is representative of the strikers of his profile that are moving right now. And so if Arsenal can get that bid, in for a player that will have just a year left on his deal next season, I think it would be good. Uh, people might say it's not enough, but sadly, that's the market. That is the situation that we find ourselves in with Balogun. Um, so it's a case of sell now for a price tag that not everyone is going to be happy with or keep him, him not get many minutes at all this season and be worth even less next year. So it's very, very difficult um, to, to kind of get more than that figure, to be honest. Uh, West Ham have had a second bid rejected from Mohamed Akudus. Um, They want more money than the money that they um, kind of agreed with Brighton earlier on in the window, which then didn't end up happening as a move. I do find it interesting that personal terms were initially reported as not being necessarily a problem, but... We started to see that there may be more issues, it seems, with the personal terms regarding Kudus's move to West Ham than there were initially. I still feel as though, and I haven't got this confirmed, but it's just a personal feeling around this deal, is that it's like he's waiting for a bigger club um, to come along. And we'll have to wait and see if it, indeed Arsenal do kind of come in for the player because we'll end the news section and probably spark off the debate of part two with the question of who are Arsenal going to sign and when are they going to sign those players? From my perspective, Arsenal are probably not going to sign anybody until they start moving those players on. Conga, Tavares, Cedric, Pepe, um, who there have been rumours could return. I've not heard that personally. He's just back at the club. He's obviously back at the club because he's an Arsenal player. So, that, you know, that makes sense that he's back at Arsenal at the moment, but it doesn't mean that he's going to be staying with us. Um, certainly haven't heard anything regarding a meeting between Arsenal, Arteta and Pepe. That's certainly not something I've heard at all. Um, but uh, the question is who will sign. I think we need to look at bringing in that defender to replace Timber. And I'd love to see a forward like Kudus, um, you know, moving to Arsenal. Um, I'd love that to happen, but... We're going to have to keep on continuing to wait and see uh, if that does happen. But uh, fingers crossed, Arsenal can get their deals done. Right then, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, killy dokily. I was watching Simpsons last night. So Ned Flanders stuck in my mind, clearly, is <laughs> what's going on. Right then, uh, let's jump into the chat. Let's see what questions we've got. And uh, I'll hope to try and tackle as many of them as I can in the time that is remaining. Oh, good to see Sophie in the chat box. Uh, Raybeam says, I'd rather Monaco than Chelsea buying him any day of the week. Uh, Lewis or Louis. Uh, says uh, Tom isn't not being able to appeal a double yellow a huge loophole refs could send a player off before a key game in the Prem for two stupid yellows and the club can't appeal it yeah it is it's silly but it's the rule Um, I don't know if McAllister I think I saw someone leave a comment actually McAllister's red cards uh, has been overturned Um, another mistake by VAR being confirmed uh, once again that's apologies being made to wolves that's penalties not being given against man united that's red cards being overturned we're in week 2 people week 2 you know that's one more than week 1 oh that's the wrong finger to put down <laughs> but that's one more week than just one week two weeks is all we've got in this season and we've seen so many errors these these officials aren't good enough it's as plain and simple as that they're just not good enough they're making too many mistakes and Arsenal and other clubs should be very very worried about the legitimacy of this competition because if you can't officiate it correctly what's the point you know it's a really important figure on the field and and they're not making the right choices is absolutely ridiculous um let's go to uh jay says hi tom i finally managed to get tickets to a game uh fulham will you be around anywhere i hope to say hello in person for once after listening for your morning for three years p.s my wife hates it uh jay i'm really sorry but actually i'm not going to be there um i'm away this weekend for my anniversary weekend so i've actually got the weekend off I'll be tuning in to watch the game as best I feasibly can, probably using the football.london live blog to keep in to date with everything that's going on with the game. But yeah, Jay, you sadly picked the one game, uh, definitely the one home game that I'm not going to be at. Um, so sorry, Jay. I'm really, uh, I can only apologize for that, but it is my anniversary this weekend. And so we're going away and I'm uh, having some time off. I say I'm having some time off though. Don't worry. 8am. <laughs> They're still going to be around. They're still coming. We're obsessed. We're addicted. Uh, the 8am's are still going to be there from the hotel room. Uh, P Sharp says, Tom, uh, with Tommy Asu suspended, can you see Tierney back in the squad given it's in he might exit the club? Um, none of the other likely exiteers, Balogun, Zavaris, Sambia, near the match day squads. Um, I think he may be, potentially, I guess, Tierney could come back into the squad. With Timber out, with Tommy Asher suspended, I guess that it would make sense that Tini would come back in if indeed he hasn't already secured 
a move away from the club at this stage. Uh, Mike, it's my birthday today, Tom. Up the Arsenal, have a great day. Mike, happy birthday, my friend. I hope that people are wishing you a very happy birthday indeed. I can see that they are already in the chat box. Happy birthday, mate. I hope you have a great and fantastic day. Uh, Maggie says, do you think they'll be more emotionally invested in men's national team if and when Rice becomes England captain? Uh, me personally, you know, I, uh, my following of the England national team is almost exclusively um, the, the tournaments and I don't count the Nations League in that. I really can't get up for friendlies. I can't get up for Nations League. I really struggle with international football because my life so heavily revolves around Arsenal. I suppose maybe with with more England players uh, in the Arsenal setup with Rice and Saka and Ben White, Smith Rowe, of course, hopefully you can find a place back again should you get more minutes in the Arsenal team. I think that, you know, there is lots to be said uh, regarding uh, the potential for uh, there to be more interest in the English national team. But uh, yeah, um, VM says, guess what? Uh, Qatar now owns Man United. When are we going to stop this? I'm not sure that we can stop this, VM. Uh, you know, they they come through with all the regular regulations. They pass all the checks. They own Man United. It doesn't mean that Man United are going to be any better, mind, you know. Look at how much Chelsea have spent. Look how much Man United have spent, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have correlated to any kind of success. It's less about the owners. It's more about how, who are the people spending the money and what are they spending it on? That's the most important thing. Um, as she says, what's happening with Smith Rowe? I also feel sorry for Trossard for less game time. Hope he's not having second thoughts. Let the season progress. Let the games come thick and fast. Let us get the, the FA Cups, the League Cups, the, the Champions League. Let all of these games flow into the season and then we can start having some discussions about people that aren't getting enough minutes because until the games start coming thick and fast, those players aren't going to get as many minutes. They both came on against Nottingham Forest. The game state against Palace with the red card meant that you couldn't bring them on, um, but I'm sure they're going to be getting more minutes very soon indeed. Um, Lynn says, have you seen the interview with uh, HW with Lineker? He was glossing over the errors that are being made. Uh, it's a bit of a joke. Uh, Howard Webb doing an interview with Gary Lineker. I've not actually seen it, no, and I'm not surprised that that there was, you know, any kind of glossing. There, there was loads of glossing over of, of facts. You know, they're very protective. They're very guarded. And sadly, they're, they're not that great at holding up account for themselves. Um, but all we seem to get is apologies. I mean, when are we going to start having investigations into the PGMOL? And I'm not talking about investigations regarding alleged corruption that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about investigations into whether or not these people are good enough to do their jobs that's what i want to see is opportunity being given enough to other referees should we be looking at bringing in referees from outside of the uk that are better to to bring them in and and improve the the standard of officiating are we giving you know enough um opportunities to officials uh arguably not is is the answer um, Lucas says, is Edu under pressure to sell now that our squad is considered bloated? Uh, we came in second, but we can't seem to offload our, our squad players who had games like Holding and Sambi, but Liverpool can, uh, like Ibe. I mean, that was a long time ago, to be fair, Lucas, with Jordan Ibe, a long, long time ago. Um, I think when it comes to Arsenal and our bloated squad, it's, it's a sad state of affairs for the players to be moved on. I don't think Edu's under pressure himself. I think there's a pressure that exists because he needs to move those players on. But I don't think that I'm going to be questioning Edu's credentials if we can't move on players like Pepe or Lukonga or Tavares or, you know, for, for you know the price tags that people are expecting. But it's, it's a state of the market, sadly. There's a big market for the hugely expensive players, but the market for the less so expensive players doesn't exist anymore in the same way that it used to. So... 
we hopefully will see some movement in the next week or two and uh, and hopefully can move the players on swiftly and uh, effectively and that comes for both time and money as well um kss says is it time for an independent oversight over refereeing decisions and or new referee associations with new people and new ideas of accountability and standards yes arguably i think absolutely that should be the case uh Fuad says how do you see the pathway for nuaneri and lewis skelly getting integrated into the first team i saw barca play a 16 year old uh over the weekend it's much easier for barcelona to play a 16 year old than it is for arsenal uh la liga gives you the opportunity to play you know if you're barcelona a team you know if you're going up against the the teams at the bottom end of la liga uh you're going to be able to get the opportunity to do that um when barcelona play against granada or almeria um you know with respect to those teams they are going to be able to throw a 16 year old kid on compared to if arsenal play against sheffield united or against burnley we can't do that because burnley and sheffield united are significantly better than granada you know so we need to have a competitive side in every single premier league game that's not the case anymore for la liga it used to be a lot better you know, I used to defend La Liga a hell of a lot, but it has changed and things have changed. So that's why they can. I hope that we find ourselves in a position whereby we can give these players more opportunities. But I think it's going to come to cup competitions, Carabao Cups, things like that. But only if the draw is also kind to us as well. Um, Olawale says, I think 35 for 40 for Balogun is fair. We made it show, we made it known to people that we want to sell. So they're not going to pay over the odds if we have been using him in preseason. It would have been different. I don't think even if we used him in preseason more, it would have been that different, to be fair. Um, I just think you look at the deals for El Yawahi and Lois Openda, and that gives you a really good idea of why Balogun's going to go for a, a figure in the ballpark between those two players. And Openda is a better player than Balogun for me, in my opinion. It's more established. Um, and El Yawahi as well used it on a very similar level and went, I think, for around 33 million euros. So if Arsenal end up getting more, than uh, the Montpellier got for El Yawahi, then you, you're probably going to be quite happy with that. Uh, only if you move to another Premier League team would you be a little bit disappointed. If you move to a Fulham, a West Ham or a Chelsea, you'd want to get more. But it seems that though that the player that's the club that's in for him the most is Monaco and you're not going to get the same level of money as you will from another Premier League side. And that does absolutely come into the thinking when it comes to negotiations. Um Let's go to Filosu, says Partey will not be at right back against United and Spurs. Arteta is not daft. I mean, don't rule it out entirely, especially the Spurs home game. Don't rule out. We would dominate possession in that fixture. Uh, the Man United game, I'd be more surprised to see Partey at right back. Um, but the idea of this system with Partey playing at right back is to help with the dominance and to prevent counterattacks. Spurs are one of the most counterattacking sides in the league. So... I wouldn't be surprised if Partey still played right back against Spurs because the whole idea of the system actually is to nullify a threat that Spurs have in abundance. So, yeah, don't be surprised by that. Uh, Phil says, what's your assessment of Tommy Asu? Do you see him being part of the squad in the foreseeable future? I think he's one of the most versatile defenders in the league. I agree with the second part. Um, I think that he is one of the most versatile players in the league. I think he is an asset to this side and, and can really do a good job when he needs to come into the team. I didn't think he was amazing against Palace. He was probably our weakest of the back four. 
But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't highlight him as, as having a bad display. I know that Jordan Ayew had a you know a couple of really good runs at him and beat him a couple of times. But if the expectation is a player is is not to be beaten once, you know, it's obviously you're holding things to very high standards. Even Saliba has been beaten, you know, in runs and different movements, and and himself makes mistakes that he had to account for with a brilliant tackle against Ayew against Palace. So whilst I didn't think he was the, probably the weakest of our defenders in that game. I think that he should be kept. The question mark about Tommy Asu is is fitness. Is can he stay fit? Is he going to be reliable enough? If the answer is no, then I could think about selling him. But if he can stay fit for the foreseeable future, then he's definitely going to be an asset to this team. Um Jimbo says, when will the TGT Cats be available? My boredness needs coverage from the sun. I'm, I'm sorry, Jimbo. It's going to be a little while before the Caps come back. Uh, there's a lot of busy stuff going on with our, the company that we work with at the moment. So apologies for that. But uh, hopefully soon. Um, Darren says, Tom, are there referees that were former elite players in the Premier League? Or are the mistakes due to a lack of rule knowledge or a lack of feel for the game? Um, I mean, I don't think there's any former players that are referees. I might be wrong, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. Not professional, at least, like at the top level. Um, I think referees, obviously, the way in which the process works with refereeing is that you start learning refereeing from a very young age. And it takes a very long time before you get to the level of a Premier League standard official. That's why referees are usually in their 30s and 40s and even 50s um, at times when they're in, you know, when they're involved uh, in the game, because it's years and years and years and years of of officiating that gets to that stage. Mike Dean retired at what, 53, 54, I think. Um, so that's how old referees are around the scene. But it's, they're usually in their 30s by the time they get to that top level. Um, is it that we should be giving more younger referees opportunities? And should we kind of create academies, if you like, better academy systems, better grassroots refereeing uh, institutions? Maybe. Maybe that would improve it. Um, Knowledge says, any news or progress on Fresnader? Nothing. Uh, very quiet on that Fresnader front at the moment. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you feel with Partey playing at right back, Saka and Odegaard haven't looked as good? No, I think Odegaard and, and Saka have still looked very good. I didn't think Saka was amazing against Palace, but I thought Saka was brilliant against Nottingham Forest. I thought Odegaard was, has, has had two good games. So no, I don't think that Partey is affecting those two uh, at all because why does come over to the right-hand side a fair amount. So it's not like you're losing White's presence on that right and that right-hand side significantly. So no, I, I don't think it's having a negative impact on Saka or, or Erdegaard at all. Uh, Van Jones says, are there any reliable reports about Arsenal looking at Evan Ferguson? Brighton want a ridiculous fee, yet they don't start him over Welbeck. Yeah, um, I, I'm a little bit cautious about Evan Ferguson. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not jumping on the Evan Ferguson train. At this point in time, um, I think that he's a player with lots of potential, but I don't think he's a player that I would dump, you know, 80 odd million quid onto um, yet. I think I would look at more established forwards uh, over Evan Ferguson. But who knows? We'll have to see if this season he does intend to uh, kind of establish himself in that Brighton side as the season progresses and, and then we'll see what happens with him. Um before we uh, wrap up today's show, I want to let you know that today there will be another show at 5.30pm UK time. I'm going to be joined by Charles Watts, uh, formerly of Goal, of course. And you know Charles, I don't need to describe him, but he's got uh, an excellent book coming out very soon. We're going to talk about the book. We're going to talk about um, the season so far, transfers. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So 5.30pm UK time, I'm going to be joined by Charles to have a good chat. Um, so do make sure that you tune in and give that a listen. Um, so set your alarm, set your 
your clocks uh, for that. It's going to be a good conversation, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be very exciting indeed. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be back as usual at 8 a.m. And then hopefully it should be on with Sophie over on the Highbury squad as well. So uh, yeah, lots of shows to come. I was on with Lee Judges and Dan Potts last night on LJTV, filling in for Graham and uh, and Harry, who weren't around for the same old Arsenal um same old gunas sorry show so yeah do make sure that um do make sure that you uh you check in and uh and give that a watch if you haven't done so already uh thank you so much for tuning in thank you for dropping a like if you haven't done so already please do uh, and uh subscribe i'm going to be live as always on the arsenal way at 10 o'clock in just over an hour and a half time and uh yeah we're very close to a hundred thousand subs over there believe it or not uh we've more than doubled the subs here it's an amazing achievement what we've done at the arsenal way and there's a lot of people that are responsible for that so thank you to everyone that tunes into those shows as well uh, but thank you for listening i'll see you again very very soon have a fantastic wednesday get over the hump and uh as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.